Smart woman, she's putting a new floor down by herself. Wise woman, she's using Kentile Vinyl Asbestos Tile. Easiest flooring to install, easiest flooring to care for. Save every way with Kentile Vinyl Asbestos Tile. Nails. My name is MC Hammer. <laughs> yes. Does that mean it's hammer time? It, yes, it is hammer time. Um, welcome, dear listener, to a very practical edition of Project Moon Base entitled Do It Yourself. Yes, do it yourself. Well, we're going to help you do it. We're going to do it ourselves as well. Uh, this show inspired, we're cheating slightly. We have a show which is themed largely around the painful world of home maintenance and home improvement, uh, but it's also inspired by a compilation we've been mentioning in the last couple of shows of, of homemade recordings, private press records. We're going to have a couple of tracks from that. Oh, this is a double meaning. <laughs> it is a double double entendre. But um, yes, yeah, so also, as I say, particularly inspired by MC Hammer, you've had some... Uh, I've had some hits some, and I've had some baggy trousers. Some hits and some baggy trousers. And now I've hit the hard times. And you've you've had some particular you've had a particular close encounter with DIY recently, haven't you? I did. Mm. Yeah, I had to paint my hutch. I had to kind of wipe it down on the inside. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff, you know, <laughs> dust bunnies and whatnot. It's horrible, really. Yeah, that's that's not... why you shouldn't do it yourself. No. Why is that good? I know. Well, nobody's it? ever explained that to me. Yeah. It's like somebody thought they had a great idea in about the mid eighties. Hey, do it yourself. How is that a good idea? Get somebody else involved. Right. I you don't in, have to do it yourself. I believe in get them to do it. Get them to do it. <laughs> or just, here's the thing. This is what I used to do when I was living on planet Earth. I'd live in somewhere until it got really awful. <laughs> and was, you know, had maybe 40 or 50 pints of, of, of just kind of decomposing milk. And then I would just leave. Just move I would just out. move house. Yeah. And then you got into somewhere else, you'd be like, this is nice. <laughs> and then the, the slow process of decay would set in. I'm like a kind of human moss. Bringer of entropy. Exactly. Decay is well, inevitable. Give in it to is, it. It is, yes. Now, we're going to start, though, by, by, by going for that uh, home improvement theme. Well, it's been a while, actually, since we heard from uh, from the Chief Vulcan, Leonard Nimoy, Dr. Spock. Or Mr. Yeah. Spock, sorry. I was getting yeah. those two mixed up. Care- careful. Have some respect. As this I'm... man is not a doctor. No, not yet. He should be an honorary doctor by now, surely. Doctor of music. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure, as many of our listeners will know, he recorded a number of albums for the Dot record label in the mid-60s. And there's been a couple of compilations of his work on uh, CD and in download form, which you can get. And so we're going to kick off the show with his beautiful treatment of that uh, classic tune, If I Had a Hammer. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, all over this land. I'd hammer out danger, I'd hammer out a warning, I'd hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters, all over this land. Well, if I had a bell, I'd ring it in the morning. I'd ring it in the evening, all over this land. I'd ring out danger, I'd ring out a warning. I'd ring out love between my brothers and my sisters, all over this land. Well, if I had a song, I'd sing it in the morning, I'd sing it in the evening. All over this land, I'd sing out danger, I'd sing out a warning, I'd sing out love between my brothers and my sisters, all over this land. Well, I have a hammer, and I have a bell, and I have a song. A song to sing all over this land. It's the hammer of justice. It's the bell of freedom. And the song is the song of love. Love between all of my brothers. And love between all of my sisters. All over this land. (laughs) 
that was The Invaders, a track called Spacing Out from an album, well, originally from an album called Spacing Out, yes. but, but now from a compilation album called Enjoy the Experience. And before that, Leonard Nimoy with his uh, version of If I Had a Hammer. And mm. there's no there's no denying that, that that has to be a part of this <laughs> DIY does. show. I know you've got some strong feelings about uh, the vocal talents of Mr. Nimoy, but... Inevitably, we find ourselves caught in the, the eternal question, Nimoy or Shatner? And the answer is, of course, Shatner. So, but putting that aside... I seem to remember we had, a, we had an on-air duel, didn't we? We, we had a, did. We had a whole show devoted to a that. A course of to that, that very, that very philosoph- issue. philosophical question. I remind you that I won. <laughs> I don't think I need to My, remind I, you I was I was merely adopting the straw man in that argument. The, the oh, Nimoy. Finally, <laughs> it comes out. Anyway, <laughs> moving back to the enjoy the experience. Yes. Homemade recordings, nineteen fifty-eight to two thousand and four. We have uh, played a track. Well, I've actually managed to play a track from this before I received the album, which is amazing, <laughs> an extraordinary way of impossible. <laughs> well, some would say impossible, but I can do it. Uh, yeah, the, but I haven't actually received the... Again, I, we say it week in and week out. This You must get this on on some kind of physical form. It's You're <laughs> because, holding a, a delightfully I, chunky booklet. It is. comes with a preposterously detailed booklet. There's two CDs with about 13 tracks on each one, and each track has got several pages of notes. Probably possibly slightly unwarranted amount of detail. In some I like cases. an unnecessary amount of detail, <laughs> as do you. Don't deny it. And there's quite a lot of... Uh, Marvellous photos there of are. the sleeves That's of the right. albums. That's, that album spaced out. The original comes in a rather dreary yes. black sleeve. It looks a little bit like a library album. It's just basically got a black sleeve with the title and the, <laughs> uh, the name of the band. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think really. that one's privately pressed. Yes, well, they all yes, they are indeed all private press records on this compilation. And uh, um, that makes them all extremely eccentric, <laughs> as you can imagine. And uh, as I say, that, I believe that band comes originally from Louisiana. And as it says in the liner notes, uh, there were some delightful sounds of brass being slathered with space echo in, mm. in that track. Um, it's a little bit like how you used to get a sandwich from one of the sandwich shops and they just t- have a huge amount of mayonnaise <laughs> just to kind of glue everything mm. together. They were doing, the, they were, the space echo was the mayonnaise was. in this ridiculous right. sandwich. It's a good analogy, I like that. Um, this, I think this is actually a, si- a side project. Uh, the whole thing's been put out by, I think, a pub- book publisher called Sinecure. And there is a, like a large, much larger format hardcover book you can get with all the covers in beautiful detail. But there is also this uh, the CD edition, which has its own uh, booklet with it. They've gone to quite some lengths to uh, put all of this stuff out there. I mean, it'd be nice to think there'd be a because you know this is a very deep well, the world of private press yeah. records. So it'd be nice to think this, there could be an ongoing series here because it's uh, it's all great stuff. It, it really appeals to the uh, the Jewy. It really tickles my decimal point, <laughs> the the way they kind the of laboured over this. Yes, yeah, indeed. And uh, in case you're wondering why we're playing that, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this isn't all about uh, walking up and down ladders and balancing precariously with paintbrushes in hand. We're also playing some homemade... Drinking uh, glue. <laughs> drinking glue. We are also playing some a couple of uh, homemade recordings, and that was the first. We'll be closing the show with another delightful selection from this compilation. Uh, you're listening uh, to the all uh, nuts and bolts edition of Project Moonbase. If you want to find out uh, when the next show is available to download or listen to, the probably the best thing to do is to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. Uh, but if you want to find out even more than you could possibly want to know about the show, please go to our website. Yes, head on over to projectmoonbase.com where you'll find everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us. You'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please subscribe review and click five stars it uh, helps the show project moonbase is a listener supported show so if you're thinking of making a purchase on amazon we would heartily encourage you to go to our website go to the top right hand corner of the page click on the amazon affiliate button and make your purchase it uh, won't cost you anything it's entirely anonymous and it keeps us in sugar soap Thanks, everyone, for listening and recommending us to your friends. If you enjoy the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed monthly donation. It's not a donation. It's a donation. (laughs) If you go to projectmoonbase.com, after the show notes, you will see a row of buttons. And you can press one of them. (laughs) A pound, uh, something like that. For as little as a pound, you can donate to the show and it helps keep us going. Click one of them and magical things will happen to your wallet. (laughs) And it's instant karma as well, if, that's you, right. if you believe in that sort of thing. Even if you don't. I was wondering whether we should adopt the, the approach that the Pope has recently adopted, where he says if you, if you follow him on Twitter, you will actually get time off from purgatory, apparently. so. I thought they'd abolish purgatory. He brought it back. <laughs> he seems to have brought it back. He's dusted purgatory off. Yes. I can use that. 
We need to offer a similarly <laughs> insubstantial, <laughs> nebulous, unprovable, <laughs> unprovable incentive. Legal, legal grey area where we legal grey area we can't possibly be pursued. Right. Yes, you should know that all disputes with Project Moonbis are settled on under Moon Law, <laughs> which, which, as we mentioned before, is is kind of like the sort of uh, pre-revolutionary French court. Yes, and you could only see a copy of the Moon Law by flying to the moon, and we yeah. aren't we aren't going to cover that cost. So no. but if you do have a, if you do send us a stamped addressed envelope with a million pounds. <laughs> We'll send you a copy. Yeah, we will. Now, we're going to return to, the, in this case, the world of uh, painting and decorating. Slightly tenuously, this is a, a lovely version of the Rolling Stones classic, Painted Black, uh, by Hungarian guitarist who I previously called Gaba Jabo. But we've been corrected, apparently. Our Hungarian listener, uh, George Peaty, has told us via Twitter that apparently you're supposed to pronounce this Gaba Sabo. Oh. So there we are, those years of... <laughs> mispronunciation of hopefully well they're on the record sadly so there's no denying it this is from his 1966 album jazz raga which for many many decades was unavailable apart from the you know the original vinyl edition but it is now you can now get it on cd and download and it's uh, one of i think only a couple of albums where he made quite extensive use of the sitar so this is garba sabo with painted black
was Gabba Sabo. <laughs> well done. Uh, and his rendition of Paint It Black, a delightfully mm. twangy, yes. as it was there, from the album Jazz Raga. Mm. He knows what he's doing. He does. He does. I, I, I find it a bit bizarre that, I don't know why, why should it be odd that there is a sitar in the hands of a Hungarian? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it seems to, it seems to be all right. <laughs> Although it, seems, it might be a little bit out of tune. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. Just saying. It's hard to tell with the sitar, though, isn't it? It is. A lot of what they do is out of tune. I think I might so. have mentioned before that when... Uh, who's a really famous... <laughs> Ravi Shankar. Ravi Shankar, when he first came to <laughs> to do a concert at some festival, they were tu- they, their instruments go out of tune. They, those traditional instruments go out of tune a lot, yes. so they have to spend quite a lot of time tuning them because it's all damp and different. Mm. So they're... <laughs> spent about five minutes tuning, <laughs> and then the audience erupted into applause. <laughs> Oh, like those poor ignoramuses. I like that. <laughs> I would have done the same. <laughs> well, now, dear listener, it's time to snuggle under the dust sheet of unnecessary news. You might recall a while ago we reported someone had made a report to their local council in Brighton about a wormhole in their street. (laughs) Or more recently, someone advertised on Gumtree for a flatmate who would dress in a walrus outfit (laughs) for free rent. Both oddities are the work of Chris Parkinson, poet. (laughs) Poet. Always a troublemaker, aren't they? (laughs) They Poets are always troublemakers. (laughs) Fact. And Brighton. Brighton. (laughs) People from Brighton are always troublemakers. Yes, Brighton's master hoaxer, apparently. Mm-hmm. He's done more than that, but that those are the ones that really <laughs> caught the headlines. Yes. Now the Brighton Gumtree advert asking for a lodger who would dress up as a walrus for free rent is being made into a film by <laughs> Kevin Smith of Clerks fame. <laughs> While looking for stuff to talk about in his podcast, Smith discovered the story of the man who was shipwrecked on an island with only a walrus as his companion, <laughs> looking to repeat that once-in-a-lifetime friendship in a Queen's Park flat chair. <laughs> Genius. Smith says on his blog, I began reconstructing the whole thing as an old British hammer horror film, (laughs) which a mad scientist intends to sow some hapless lodger into counterfeit blubber, creating a chimera in an effort to answer the ultimate riddle, is man indeed a walrus at heart? Now, Smith has decided to pitch the idea to the production house behind Paranormal Activity because of the reaction from his listeners who voted hashtag walrus yes or hashtag walrus no. Well, a lot of them voted hashtag walrus yes. And that was enough to convince him of the greatness of the idea and, in fact, to ditch Clerks 3D. The film that was to be his last... Oh, I think that's just Clerks 3. Yes. It'd be hilarious if it was 3D, wasn't it? And he Let's see that. He got together with old What's-His-Face. He did Avatar to make... James it, Cameron. James Cameron, if I... <laughs> to turn them all oh, blue. Box of cereals coming right at me. <laughs> yeah, everything would be blue. And there'd be a lot of packets of crisps flying out of the screen at you. The film is going to be called Tusk. And the script is already written with Michael uh, Parks as a lead. And it's not shooting in mid-September. Who says dreams can't come true? <laughs> I think we should make use of the hashtag Wars yes and Wars no like that as a one of our future contentious votes maybe. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Let's let's uh, put that to one side. Mystery soap thief unmasked when residents of a leafy street noticed that their soap and shower gel was going missing from their bathrooms. They thought they were going mad. I mean, who's going to be stealing that? Not students. <laughs> hey. Oh no. No. I don't think I took a single shower the entire time I was a student. <laughs> that was until one of the thieves was caught disappearing out of the window with a bar of soap. <laughs> the mysterious gang was unmasked as none other than squirrels. <laughs> now residents of the Kentish Town Road have complained to Camden Council for planting trees too close to their houses and demanding that they be cut down. <laughs> TV wildlife expert Chris Packham said, Squirrels will chew anything, even if it's obviously inedible. Yeah, that's true. I've seen them chew KFC. That's wrong, isn't it? 
John Murphy, 75, who has lived in the street for 40 years, told Camden New Journal, nobody knows where the stuff goes or what on earth they want to do with it, but we know it's them because they've been caught red-handed in the past. Well, hold on. First of all, grey-handed, racist, not all squirrels are red. And second of all, they're showering, obviously. And what else are they going to do with shower gel? They're cleaning themselves. Idiot. No one can leave their windows open because you open one and they spot it, they leap straight in from the branches, he says. <laughs> the trees, a mixture of ash, sycamore and chestnut, were planted in the 1970s. Well, this is all part of the council plan, wasn't it? They knew if they planted those trees in 1970, 40 years later, squirrels would use them to steal shower gel yes. from elderly residents. <laughs> That's typical forward thinking by the council. <laughs> the trees are a mixture of ash, sycamore and chestnut were planted in the 1970s but are now causing houses to crack apart, it is claimed. <laughs> Veronica Yazbek said that an ash tree's root were damaging the structure of her house, causing flooding, cracking and swallowing me into the ground, she said. Calm down. I like the fact that this story focuses initially on, on yeah. the squirrels, but it's actually, yeah. by the way, the houses are disintegrating. Yeah, so sorry, what are we What are we having a little irrational fear of here? Cleanly squirrels or trees? Make up your mind. It's not clear from the article. No. Dear Telegraph, if I am going to read out your stuff online, could you please make sure it makes sense? And finally, Warus remains found buried under St Pancras <laughs> Station in London. More Warus? More Warus. Double Warus. <laughs> Did we have enough Warus in this episode? Warus yes or Warus no? Archaeologists have found the four metre long Warus. That's a well, lot that's of Warus, isn't that's it? That's a big Warus. Four metres long. Good lord. It's not like it's a length of pipe, is it? <laughs> it's a big fat thing. A big <laughs> yeah. fat sausage. Yeah. Yes, he found the four metre long Warus along with 1,500 human bodies as part of the excavations at the station in 2003 amid renovation to turn the station into the Eurostar terminal. The bones were in a coffin with eight other sets of human remains, which are thought to have been used for medical research sometime after 1822. Both the archaeologist who discovered the bones, Phil Emery, and the zoologist who studied them for the Museum of London Archaeology, Alan Pipe, are not sure how the bones came to be in St Pancras Church on the north side of the station. It's a bit of a mystery, Mr Emery told the Times. We did some research to see if we could find any record of a walrus being dealt with, for example, by the London <laughs> Zoological Society, dealt but we with. drew a blank in being dealt with. <laughs> somebody deal with it. There's a walrus here. Can somebody deal with it? Let me get my blunderbuss. <laughs> they love classical music. Anybody know any of the uh, Bach cello concerto? <laughs> any chance? No? Solo pieces, I was thinking. There's no cello concerto. Bach did not do a cello concerto. He did those solo pieces. Anyway, get your, get your facts right. Mr. Emery said that uh, there was a reference to Prince Albert riding on the back of a giant tortoise, but added that this was not relevant to the bones they found because a walrus is not a tortoise. They're very, very intelligent, these academics. Yeah, they are, aren't they? It's possible the animal bones were being dissected as practice. It does seem to be rather an exotic animal to be dealing with, he added. The most plausible reason for the walrus being at Lo in London was that it was brought to the city by whalers and sold for medical research or as a curiosity, they said. While Mr Pipe has found the remains of an ostrich and big cats on archaeological excavations in London, this was the first encounter with a walrus. He said that walrus skins were used for buffing metal and there was a trade in tusks for ivory. Why it came to St Pancras is a mystery, even to experts. The remains can now be viewed by researchers at London's Archaeological Archive and Research Centre in Hackney, East London. I think all the above can be explained if Prince Albert ate them for breakfast. I think that's it. He's riding around on a tortoise. He's riding on a tortoise. Everybody knows tortoise is delicious. <laughs> So's ostrich. It's obvious. He liked a breakfast. He was a healthy man. Big breakfast. Yeah. Liked a big breakfast. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying he ate that walrus in one. <laughs> Maybe had it over a few days. I think you're onto something. I think I am. J'accuse, Prince Albert. <laughs> you have been used. Hippodroming. Thank you, Mr. Canyon. Thank you, sir. For that first selection of mammalian news stories, there'll be more later on in the show. Do it yourself, you'll need a scraper. Do it yourself, you'll need some paper. Do it yourself and get a brush that's new. A roller, plaster and sticky stuff too. 
Our shop will see your decorating through. was the slightly creepy but quite uh, delightful uh, I think it's a Spanish nursery rhyme um, called El Patio de Mi Casa my house's patio <laughs> that is creepy <laughs> chosen for, because patio laying is a, is a quite a popular <laughs> spectator sport I believe in the world of DIY patio laying patio laying is that oh, the right yeah. word yes that uh, comes from a very creepy looking album called Frankenstein <laughs> Uh, but uh, covered in this particular case, you can get lots of different versions of that uh, tune, but this case it's uh, recorded by Los Mayores Artistas de la Radio y Televisión de México, including none other than Juan Pestañas y Otros. I'm stunned. There we are. I am preceded by a very brief but beautiful, beautifully precise uh, little promotional tool from Barry Gray from that great collection of advertising jingles that uh, he recorded in the 50s and 60s, put together by Johnny Trunk a couple of years ago. Stand by for adverts. And that was a track simply called DIY. Uh, you're listening to uh, Project Moonbase, and we're going to continue very much in the world of DIY. We're going to play a track by uh, People Like Us from an album which we have uh, actually dipped into quite recently. Uh, in fact, the album is called Abridged Too Far. And uh, this track is chosen uh, because it's called Do or DIY, which happens to be the name of the uh, regular radio show that uh, People Like Us do on uh, WFMU, that great uh, New York community radio station. So I guess this is, I guess you could sort of regard this as perhaps the theme tune to that radio show. Anyway, this is uh, Do or DIY.
that was Vicky Bennett, also known as People Like Us, with the theme tune to Do or DIY, the WFMU show, which is a freeform art radio show broadcast weekly by Vicky Bennett. It's um, avant-garde experimental sound, something about sound art goalposts. Anyway, you should probably, you should probably <laughs> check that out. It's probably pretty good. I think it's a podcast as well, yes, isn't it? Yes, you can indeed subscribe to it as a podcast as well. You can well. go to iTunes or something yes, and, and put in Do or DIY, WFMU. Mm-hmm. Probably we'll, check that out. We'll try and facilitate that uh, via the via the website. This is PMB one three nine. If you're looking for it in the extensive by now, I'm sure back catalogue of, of, of our very own podcast. Each one of them wrapped vacuum seal for you to enjoy through all time that's right it's going to be there forever you can go back and comb through our archive if you're a new listener hello (laughs) you've been standing there quietly for about half the show (laughs) didn't see you no. Come on in. It's time to introduce yourself. Oh, do you like a back rub? <laughs> Steady. What? I'll save that for the second show that they listen to. Okay. <laughs> anyway, if you have about 100 and 138 hours to kill, then you can go through the entire back catalogue from the beginning. <laughs> you can, yes. What a journey that's going to be, dear listener. Uh, now we're going to uh, we're going to dedicate this next track to uh, to Ewan Keane, a regular listener who follows us on Twitter, um, because we know that he's a ladder enthusiast. He claimed to have met his wife up a ladder. <laughs> I think, he, and he was listening to the show up a ladder. <laughs> I think he's a burglar. <laughs> he's yet to refute that assertion as well. It's all very very suspicious. This isn't a very practical ladder in this particular case. So this is a, an extremely metaphorical ladder. So we wouldn't recommend that uh, you try this for your DOI. You want a real a real ladder. You're planning any uh, ascension of <laughs> the walls. But uh, this is 50s do what band The Cues with their song simply called Ladder. There's a ladder that leads to With the no, just ladder. It's called ladder. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. That they talk about people getting lost along the way. It's an unusual, unusual kind of ladder that you get lost on, really, isn't it? Well, it's only up or down. Isn't it? <laughs> it is generally, yeah, up the way. That's right. Which, well, you wouldn't say that, would you? Because that's something people only say in Scotland: up, up the way, down the way, and along the way. <laughs> Do you know the difference, listeners? Mm. No. No. <laughs> Neither do I. No. This is the Project Moon Base podcast, and now, dear listener, it's time for us to brew up a nice strong cup of unnecessary news. Mm-hmm. 
study reveals we're not even close to inventing transporters or teleporters, you know, like they had on Star Trek <laughs> in the 60s. Really? Yeah. A recent paper published at the University of Leicester explores just what transporters or teleportation might be capable of were we able to invent them today. The results are not what you would call promising. The amount of energy and time it would take the study finds to send you from one place to another pretty much negates the whole idea of teleportation. It would literally be faster to walk no matter how far you're teleported. That's because storing the full data of a single human cell takes up something like 10 billion bits of information. If that doesn't sound insurmountable, then each cell in the human body contains the data needed to create the rest of them as well. Storing and reconstituting the full contents of your brain on the other hand, is incredibly complex. In terms of storage space alone, the brain's data takes up 2.6 times 10 to the 42nd power bits of data, which is, which is that's a lot of that, isn't it? It's quite, quite a lot a bit. of data, yeah. It's quite a bit. I don't think I could get that on my uh, 60 gig hard drive. Transferring all that data, even given zero packet loss, because if you, if, you if you do lose a bit, there goes college, there goes the first marriage. At the speed of 30 gigabits would take approximately 350,000 <laughs> times longer than the universe has been in existence. <laughs> 350,000 times 14 billion years. And if you think that simply increasing the bandwidth will solve the problem, guess again. The study also found that increasing the bandwidth enough to speed up the process by a few thousand years would quickly exhaust the Earth's power supply. <laughs> So basically, that means we're just going to have to walk, aren't we? Are <laughs> going about that the wrong way, though? That's not. I mean, if I if I had the means at my disposal, that's not how I would go about. What you want to do is cut a hole in space time and bring the bit of space time that you want to go to a bit closer. There's another way to do it. You don't have to, you don't have to copy every cell in the human body. Surely, you just walk through a hole in space time. That's how I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, but the problem with that is that if, if you can go faster than the speed of light, then you can bend time. <laughs> if you're getting somewhere faster than the speed of light then you've essentially made a time machine. Right. And that goes against okay. the laws of the universe at the yeah. moment. Can't go faster than light. All those years in the shed wasted then. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you don't know that, then maybe <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Saskatchewan scientists. <laughs> that, that's almost all you need, isn't it? That's it. Moving on. Next that's story. all you need for this story. <laughs> Saskatchewan scientists work to protect. Wait. Now, here are three, three words that... I'm going to bet you can't guess. Have a guess what the next three words are. Is walrus one of them? <laughs> no, but it is an animal. Sasquatch in Saskatchewan. Oh. Saskatchewan Sasquatch, is it? That's only two words. <laughs> Can you... Scientists in Saskatchewan. No, we've already hit no. I'm a bit... Saskatchewan scientists work to protect. The Sasquatch. Okay. The three oh. words. Do you want to have a go at three words again? Saskatchewan scientists work to protect. And there are three words. Three next. separate animals. No. You are the worst. This is the worst quiz ever. Why don't you pay attention? There are three words. Yes. One of them's an animal. Oh, I see. <laughs> Saskatchewan. We're not. You going might have to just tell me. Okay? We're not going through this until you've had a guess. Saskatchewan scientists work to protect. The Sasquatch's special site of scientific interest. Okay. And the correct answer is blood-squirting lizard. Here's something you don't see every day. A lizard that shoots blood out of its eyes. Clearly oh the author my. has never met David Cameron. If you're travelling to Grasslands National Park in Saskatchewan and you're very, very lucky, you might just catch a glimpse of the Greater Short-Horned Lizard, Canada's version of the iguana. Biologists have conducted a study of the creature aiming to help it move off Canada's list of at-risk species. Imagine it might be quite a threat to itself if it's squirting its own blood out of its eyes. Stop it! It's not a great They're just trying strategy. to stop it do that. Just stop doing that and you'll be fine! Dr. Shelley Pruss is a species conservation specialist, part of a group of biologists at the park, with Parks Canada, who are trying to learn more about the lizard. Unfortunately, every time they try and get near it, it just shoots blood out of its eyes. And they're so grossed out, they have to go home. She said they've only seen it once, partly because it's hard to spot due to its camouflaged armour. As for the spurting blood party trick, Pruss says... The lizard isn't likely to do it if it's approached by a human. Oh. 
Unless it's a backbencher, obviously. <laughs> Though she did once see a bit of blood dripping from one of its eyes. <laughs> they don't do it to people. People like us don't really scare them. Like I said, unless it's a backbencher. People like us. People like us. <laughs> people, humans with human feelings. But uh, they will do it if they're picked on by a coyote or a fox. <laughs> she says scientists have theorised there are chemicals in the blood that maybe make it a little bit noxious for predators to taste. Mm. They're like, mm, that's a bit nasty. Yeah. It tastes like lizard. That tastes like lizard's eye. <laughs> Trust says scientists are hoping to learn more about their environment in order to protect them in their habitat. So there we go. After you marry a millionaire from a TV show, because there was a TV show How to Marry a Millionaire or something, or something to do with millionaires, I understand... Why not start your family on another quiz show? <laughs> Surprise, there's a TV game show from Pakistan oh. where you can uh, win a baby. <laughs> TV host Amir Lakwe Hussein presented baby girls to two unsuspecting couples during his show, which is broadcast live for seven hours a day during the month of Ramadan. Oh, my word. I was shocked at first. I couldn't believe that we were being given this baby girl, said Surya Bilkwi, now a mother of a two-week-old. I was extremely happy. At Christmas, there is Santa Claus to give everyone gifts. It is important for Christians. For us, Ramadan is a really special time, so it's really important to make people happy and reward them, says Hussein, the TV host. His show, Aman Ramazan, has been dubbed Pakistan's version of The Price is Right, with members of the 500-strong audience receiving prizes in exchange for answering questions on the Quran. The giveaway bonanza includes motorbikes, microwave ovens, washing machines, and fridges. <laughs> he also cooks while men sing Islamic hymns and discuss religion with children in a garden full of rabbits, snakes, and goats. Interesting. No walruses, then. <laughs> Not this time. The baby was abandoned by its birth parents, and the winners were fully vetted in an adoption process. They just <laughs> oh, didn't know that they were going to win the baby in a game show. <laughs> Surprise! Okay. I'm sure the Great Prophets fully fully endorses this whole this whole thing. There's a great picture of the, the guy with a sort of blank expression on his face and a thousand-yard stare holding this baby <laughs> swathed in red and white polka dots. Like, there you go. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> you have been used. Theranostics. Thank you, Mrs. Canium. Thank you, sir. For that totally infantile <laughs> selection of news stories. There'll be more on next week's show. experimentation from uh, Dave Morehouse and uh, you can find that on a compilation called Electronic Toys uh, which collects together quite a lot of uh, library music of an electronic form and uh, most of the tracks on there including that one uh, originate on the KPM library music label so uh, not there aren't that many KPM library music records which are electronic and it's nice to hear a bit of a little example they're very much uh, very of the radiophonic workshop ilk that particular tune and the track was called the DIY Machine, brackets A. Mm. <laughs> Which suggests there might be more. B DIY or C, <laughs> Possibly, perhaps. yes. In my attempt to put together a, a selection of DIY-themed tracks, I was delighted to find a track called Grout. Yes, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> one of my favourite things you can get in a tub. <laughs> it's got a very strange consistency. Mm. It's kind of 
sort of it's like porridge it doesn't taste like porridge though, I hope. it no. doesn't no. no it's not as i have it's discovered not, <laughs> it's not very nice yeah. i mean but then neither is porridge is it really let's face it that's, that's very true if you were if if you were going to put your spoon in something and you put your spoon in grout and then you put your spoon in porridge it wouldn't be immediately obvious which no. one was food and which one was for sticking tiles to the wall <laughs> no no and i regret to say i've never had the joy of sticking a tile to a wall i hear it's uh can be quite a satisfying experience or well, ni- nightmarish experience yeah have you heard that experience yeah <laughs> mc hammer yeah i have <laughs> and it was it was both they won't they don't want to go level no they don't like it They'll slide around. Slide around, yeah. So they've got mind, a mind of their own. Have you got a top tip for our listeners on this practical edition of the show? Yeah, on tiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Get somebody else just, to do just it. Just don't do that. <laughs> There's no way that's going to turn out well. Um, now, it seems that uh, pretty much every track we play on the show either originates from Portland, Oregon, or from Ohio. And this next track is no exception. <laughs> this is a, a games. Well, I think he does some game development. He does web development and makes electronic music. Uh, of a kind of slightly chipesque. You'll hear a bit of a chipesque quality to this next tune. He's got uh, several albums out, which you, all of which are available on Amazon and iTunes. There will be links on the Project Moonbase website. Is an artist called Junk or Junk, but I think Junk Module. And uh, this is a track from his album called Machined, which I think was his first album. And it's a track, as I say, called Grout. junk module with grout from the album machined and it sounded like probably what my the inside of my brain was like when i was eating grout he's energetic isn't he he is what's you? going on in columbus ohio oh, what's going on over there we'll have to go over there maybe we can get to an all expenses paid trip from the moon to uh, to go to ohio that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah do they have a space station there <laughs> i think they're building one are they virgin they ought, they ought to really ought they ought to they've yeah. got they're going to build one in new mexico aren't they yes i believe that yeah Oh, every I'm sure every city eventually will have a spaceport. Yeah. It's the dream. Well, you'd be you'd be ushered ushered on onto and off the spaceship by a bearded Richard Branson <laughs> dressed in a wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future. It's the nightmare future. Richard, That's stop. the dystopian vision of Richard. The stop it! <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't want to stroke your beard, Richard. I have been DJ Nails. 
I hope you've enjoyed applying a thick layer of wallpaper paste to this to yourselves on this week's episode of the show. I have been MC Hammond. I hope you enjoyed drinking a large vat of wallpaper paste <laughs> during the course of this episode. And now we finish with another track from Enjoy the Experience Homemade Recordings 1958 to 1992. And this one is by a gentleman called Vinnie Roma. And it is... Remember, these are homemade recordings. This is the very essence of what music is about, isn't <laughs> yes. it? Yes. Um, it's not music theory. It's, no. not, it's not the greats. It's not, uh, it's not anything. It's just music. In, it, in its purest form. In its purest tinkly, tinkly form. And it, it's just a sound of satisfaction in a way, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes. Pure, pure satisfaction. Well, I like to think this is how all of our listeners, at the end of every episode, are kind of, this is the, like the internal monologue that's going on. Exactly, yes. At the end of every show. It's a suitable bookend to this, <laughs> this, this show and all shows. And in fact, all, anything that's coming to an end. A human life, perhaps? <laughs> this might be an ideal track After to play. Funeral, yeah. You know, if you're, well, on your way out <laughs> in your last moments so perhaps be, yeah. perhaps you'd like to enter into that particular space at the moment <laughs> if you'd like to imagine the last glimmer of of existence mm. flying away from you as you see the light <laughs> as you, you head know, towards the light you know this this might be you know just feel that in your brain and then then listen to this see it see how it feels see if you would like to repeat it i don't know until next week dear listener ah, ah music, music. through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels alive alive oh, next time on Project Moonbase. Seashells! <laughs> <laughs>